John Spooner is the editorial director of new media startup Magnate Media. He began his publishing career at just 14 when he was named the world's youngest publisher. Later he appeared on BBC Young Apprentice program. His presentation will explore the changing face of digital trendsetters, how the TV is becoming the second screen, and how younger generations are the first to adopt while the older generations follow. Good morning. Need to do the password on the laptop. Either way, whilst that's loading, um, I'm going to be asking today, are you smarter than the 10 year old? You know, it's the children's media conference, so I'm funny. That's a children's TV title. So, um, this is quicker than most talks I normally do. So, I'm going to be doing the last five years in 30 seconds. Uh, I'll tell you a bit about myself. So, as a, actually, when I was 14, I launched a print magazine in my hometown called Corby Magazine. And uh, we ran that for a couple of years. The international media picked up on it. And BBC News called us the world's youngest publishers, whatever that means. Oh. Microphone, yeah. you can hear me now. So BBC News called us the world's youngest publishers, my business partner and I, which picked up a lot of momentum. We ran a local magazine for about two years in my hometown. Um, yeah, and we ran the magazine. About two years later, my business partner and I stopped working together. So I did what any lost 16-year-old business person does, and I went on Young Apprentice. Now, as the world's youngest publisher, it wasn't a good look when I got fired in the second week by Lord Trigger on a publishing task. But uh, anyway, not, not put off by that. I went on to launch another media company. We, uh, we distributed a magazine in London called Magnate. Uh, we were a competitor to shortlist. It's not a good look when you're printing 10,000 copies per quarter and they're printing half a million copies a week. So, uh, yeah, Magnet Media, about a year into the print magazine, we stopped distributing it in print and turned into a digital-only company. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for the last year and a half, we've been experimenting with a bunch of diff different digital ideas. And uh, I can't actually remember what the slides say, so I'm going to be, like, flicking ahead for the whole thing. Yeah, so, I mean, for a year and a half, we've been playing with a bunch of different digital ideas. We were looking for investment for a newsstand product for about a year, so when Apple announced that they're dropping newsstand at WWDC last month, that wasn't a good look. So now we're launching uh, two new publications. We're relaunching Magnate this month now, it's July. We're also launching a university publication and also a sports one. And with these new launches, we're, we're understanding a bit more about how to market to the 18 to 24 year old market, which is our primary demographic. And, um, you know, although, although we're not explicitly marketing to children, our demographic is still very young. And so, I guess there are some things we can share here. So, although I look very young, I'm 20 this year. And 10 years ago... <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> 10 years ago, I was 10. So, you know, half of my life has been on this side, half on the other. In 10 years, things have changed. I mean, this thing up here, I'm not sure what, what demographic I'm talking to here, but if anybody knows what that is, that's a Beyblade. And when I was 10, that's how I kept myself amused. I, I was playing with bits of plastic. I was like putting it on this plastic thing and pulling the string, and that was fun for me. But in 10 years, 
things have changed so much. I mean, my, my business partner's sister is 12, and she has a newer iPhone than me. She's not even old enough to have a Facebook account, but she has a Facebook account, she has a Twitter account, she has a Snapchat account. It's crazy. And so, when it comes to TV, I'm not even sure how many people here work in children's TV, really what you're producing is background noise. Uh, no offense, sorry. But, you know, I know you put millions into it, but it's background noise. And uh, the, the best example I have of this is a piece we run on magnate.co, which is our primary website, about Made in Chelsea. You might know the show. And um, so this piece has near on a million page views. And it's about what you know the, the guys on Made in Chelsea do as day jobs. Day jobs, they, they don't really have jobs, but we ran it anyway. And um, what we found with this piece is quite interesting, because our most popular piece has almost a million page views. And 92% of people who visit that page are on mobile. Um, first of all, it's crazy, because our mobile site, if you visit now, is awful. But we're, re we're relaunching them next month, so don't worry. But yeah, 92% of people who visit that page are on mobile. But the most interesting thing, I think, is this. Now, this is a graph of a typical Monday night for us. We use a platform called GoSquared, which tracks our traffic. And um, 2100 over there is when Maiden Chelsea comes on. And if you look at our daily traffic, it's, it's not flatline. I can't say that. I own the company. I'm supposed to say it's really good. But basically, it's flatline until 9 o'clock in the evening. And the second Maiden Chelsea comes on, people are on their phones, they're on their iPads, and they're Googling Maiden Chelsea, and they're finding our piece. That is huge for us. I mean, we get so much traffic from this piece. Yes. Sure. So, I mean, we get so much traffic from this piece, which tells us one thing, which is that the, the content TV executives are producing is no longer the first screen. What's the first screen? Is people's phones. I mean, people aren't watching, you know, people aren't Googling this piece before Made in Chelsea comes on to see what's going on. People aren't Googling this piece after Made in Chelsea, saying this was a really interesting show, let's see what these people do. People are Googling it during the show, and that's what our traffic shows, which means that really the mobile is the first screen these days. And not only does that change the way you need to make content, but that also changes the way you need to market content. Um, it's probably the wrong demographic to ask this. But who here knows what Snapchat is? Put your hands up. I know it's early. Oh, that's better than I thought. Good. Who has Snapchat installed? Who uses it actively? Oh, it's getting worse. <laughs> right. So you, you might not be using Snapchat, but if you're marketing to children, that's an impressive stat. 50 million 13 to 17-year-olds are using it. So you might not be, but you really need to be. Same with Yik Yak. Who knows what Yik Yak is? This is impressive, this is good. I was trying to prove a point here by having nobody put their hands up, like a lot of people are. Either way, look, Yik Yak is growing. A quarter of a million people are using it already. If you talk to anybody on a university campus in the UK, they're gonna know what Yik Yak is, they're gonna be using it. And uh, yeah, I mean, basically what I'm saying is a way marketing to children and young people, in our case, is happening, is changing dramatically. I mean, you can sit there and talk about your Twitter campaign you know, you can talk about your Twitter strategy and how you're going to market to young people. If you're, if you're only just doing that as a business, you're five years behind. Like, Twitter, that's, that's going to be not dead, but you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's so far behind. I mean, if you look at 15-year-olds, they've probably been using Twitter for a third of their life now. 
And that's crazy to think that some businesses are only just starting to take platforms like that seriously. And a lot of people ask me when I say this kind of thing, what's next? And the truth is, you know, there are, there are big investment firms in Silicon Valley who are asking what's next. And yet, you know, my business partner's sister, 12, on her iPhone, whatever she's using to connect with her friends and send messages on, she knows what's next before these massive VCs. And um, I guess that's a cultural shift in as much as traditionally we've known communities to be built from the older generations in the past, right? Whether it be a church or, I don't know, a community center or whatever. The older generations build communities. And then that trickles down to the younger generations who, who make friends through that. If we look at things like Snapchat or Facebook, it's completely backwards. I mean, Facebook, for example. It was started with young people. It moved up slowly. My dad joined it a few years ago. Now my grand's on it. She doesn't have me as a friend, but you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a massive cultural shift in as much as young people are now creating these communities, which older people then move to. And as a marketer, you really need to understand that, okay, you need, you need, to, be a you need to be a practitioner, basically. You can't sit there and talk about a strategy for these things. You need to be on there. I mean, these people who said you don't have Snapchat, you need to be downloading Snapchat right now. You need to be Snapchatting your husband saying what's for dinner. You need to be using these platforms to really understand how to market to young people because talking about it and having a board meeting about your Twitter campaign, that is not going to work. So I guess what I'm trying to say in this really mumbling, hungover talk is that to market to young people or to be smarter than a 10-year-old, to go back to the title, you really need to act their age. It's no good talking about these campaigns or pretending you're going to launch some sort of Facebook dark post thing. You really need to be on these platforms. You need to understand exactly how to use these technologies that young people are using. Or else you're going to be left behind. As I say, I'm 20 this year, right? 10 years ago, this technology didn't exist. In another 10 years, if you're not marketing to these people correctly, when this, this next generation of people who are yet to be born, in 10 years' time, they're going to grow up with technology in their hand. They're going to, I mean, traditional media is going to be gone for these people. So really, you need to act their age to market to them. And I'm being told to shut up and hurry up. So I'm going to do that. And we're going to move on to the panel, apparently. But yeah, um, download Snapchat and use it and learn how to market to young people. Thank you.